Welcome to the Not So Perfect Christian Life Podcast with Joy and Hannah. Hi everybody, welcome back to the Not So Perfect Christian Life. Did I say that right? I did, didn't I? Yeah. Not So Perfect Christian Life podcast with me, Hannah and Joy. And today we are talking about leading well. So you may or may not have already listened to our podcast on following well. Um, but we kind of thought alongside that, well, actual total disclaimer here, we did actually already record this talk, didn't we, Joy? Yeah, but, um, this is take two. <laughs> but I... Well, actually, my mum phoned me halfway through it and I hadn't done the settings on my phone right. So now we're recording it again. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe that's a good thing. I suppose it's quite good, I suppose, that we've put following well out first, isn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah. And so now we're talking about leading well. So, Joy, over to you. <laughs> How do you lead well? <laughs> oh, well, I think I'm sort of glad that we put out following well first because I think in that we talked didn't we about following Jesus well and then we talked about following others well and I think that I guess the first point for leading well is that um you've got to be a good follower yeah Um, yeah we talk a lot about leadership in the church and sometimes we can end up falling into like a secular way of thinking about leading so I guess yeah. I'm hoping that we, I'm sure that we won't do that. But um, I I tend to think to, as a starting point that everyone is called to lead in some way or another. I don't always think that looks like, you know, standing up at the front on a Sunday or leading from the front. Like I tend to think of if you're in a, a large group of people, you have some people that sort of lead from the front and might be like speaking into the megaphone of like, we're going in this direction, this is where we're going. But you also have people that are sort of halfway through that crowd sort of leading and like keeping people going. And then you also have people that are purposefully walking slower with the people at the back of like leading them. So I think leadership, often we tend to think as someone barking orders, which is Mm. totally a secular worldview. Um, Leadership in the church, I guess, shouldn't be like that. Or leadership as a Christian shouldn't be like that. But um, I guess to say it's it's really vital because if we get leadership wrong in the church, it and it can end up being a really bad witness. Um, yeah, and a horrible experience as well, isn't it? Yeah. Um, I just thought of you, of your list there, saying um, different people leading in different levels. I think you even get it in your friendships as well, where like there might be an area of life where someone has particular experience or wisdom in and then you're having a conversation with them it feels like they're very much leading in this because they're applying their wisdom yeah. life lessons learned ordinarily maybe or you know maybe having a chat with someone in your small group and you're the small group leader but actually the person you're talking to has got far more life experience yeah in whatever area of life it might be like in their work or like in their parenting or finances whatever it is so yeah I really agree with you that we all lead in different areas um big small middle ground all sorts of areas that we lead in and I think um and as well I like what you say like following well I that that was my first point on my list because I not only did I not 
have my recording of our talk I lost my notes <laughs> of our previous chat about it but I said I think I think I put this down last time as my first point but definitely put it this time that you know how do you lead where you've got to remain in him you've got yeah. to follow well and that is also I think the real protector I can't think of what the word is check to make sure that we're not just talking about secular leadership yeah. we're talking about following Jesus ourselves so that we know where he's going and we go with him because he's he's still leading his church he's yeah. still leading thank us goodness. as individuals thank goodness but and by his spirit and he is doing all sorts of things in all sorts of places and our main job really is to stay close to him so we know what he's doing and where he's doing it yeah. isn't it I think absolutely like we've we've got to be led by him we've got to be flexible to changing plans we've got to be willing to go where he leads and not just this is where we're going everyone and this is where we've always been going and this is where we're going to keep going forever but actually to be yeah because I, I was thinking about Jesus's leadership always a good place to start and I think he was really direct he yeah. was really clear um yeah. I wrote down a few things that he was but he was releasing like so he didn't yeah. just he could have done and in some respects he should have done like he was the son of God he could have just been like guys I'm doing all of this but he didn't like he raised up disciples to do it with him and he released them into stuff like he sent them out on ministry like he didn't just hog the limelight and if anyone was going to hog the limelight that would be Jesus but he yeah. didn't like he was so releasing like he was really supportive of people when they were leading he yeah. came alongside them but I also I mean he, well, he did correct them he quite did correct them yeah at yeah. times as well didn't he yeah like I think he provoked them also he asked yeah. them like really yeah provocative questions um that got to like the heart of the matter like he challenged them he wasn't afraid yeah. to do that um but he also gave people responsibility and but well, we entrusted the the church to like you know flawed people who got it wrong to like peter who uh, not that long before had denied him so i just think he you know, when we think of leadership, we can sometimes think of someone that just takes the glory, takes the limelight, makes it all about them, exerts power and influence and control. And none of those things is what Jesus did. Mm. Um, and so for me, that is a starting point of like thinking about the people that I lead. Are they leading? And sure, they won't do it perfectly because Jesus was perfect and we aren't. But are they leading in a way that Jesus did? You know, are they... Are they releasing? Are they freeing? Are they supportive? You know, they don't give you enough rope to hang yourself and then like throw you under a bus if you get it wrong. Yeah. Jesus didn't ever do any of that. Like he, you know, he raised his leaders up, but also walked with them. And then at the right time gave them space to like, to go and do what he was asking them to do. Yeah. And he was a visionary. Like he was so clear with them of like, this is what I want you to do. He didn't waffle about. He was just so purposeful in everything that he did and I just that's, that's he also served people you know I mean yeah, that, that's the whole yeah. thing isn't it I guess in yeah it, we talk about it a lot in some sometimes I think we talk about it as it shouldn't be but like buzzwords of sort of servant leadership yeah what we're meaning is that you're not lording it over people you're actually serving them you're caring for them you're valuing them you're you know you're like Jesus did when he washed his disciples feet and stuff but 
sometimes I think it's used in churches, but isn't, people don't actually do it. They just say, oh yeah, servant leadership. And you're thinking, "Ah, are you actually doing it? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Because servant leadership, so I've got that written down as well. Like you're talking about like in Matthew 7, 12, so in everything, do to others what you would have them do to you. Or like Matthew 20, whoever wants to become great amongst you must be your servant. Like that's the sort of servant leadership. We're not talking about like a token gesture no. of, oh, here, I've opened the door for you. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking about like do to others as you would want them to do to you and consider others as better than yourselves as well. Like lay your life down yeah. for these people. That's the well, I mean, that is Jesus, isn't it? He laid his life down for people that didn't get it. They didn't get it. No. They weren't they weren't loyal. No. <laughs> <laughs> they fell asleep. Yeah. <laughs> and he still he lay his life down for them. Um it's remarkable, isn't it? Like you're saying, it's just remarkable how he gave he gave things such precious things away as well to people who are so unreliable and he yeah. still does it today like because he's entrusted with me me with things yeah. and I know uh, how I don't understand yeah <laughs> it almost feels a bit kind of like is that sensible Jesus yeah yeah I think <laughs> actually I, he often seems more chilled about it than we are yeah you know like yeah. we we get our knickers in a twist about like, are we going to be able to do this? Am I cut out for it? And then you think Jesus, well, now I just tend to say, okay, if Jesus is wanting me to do this, then he can either see something in me that I can't, or he knows that he is big enough to be able to handle whatever I do, which is probably more what it is. Um, that he knows by his grace he can do anything and I guess that was what it was with the disciples that when he sent them the Holy Spirit it was like my spirit is able fully to deal with any mess that you guys make um yeah and that's that's really comforting when you're a leader you can spend a lot of time or you can fall into thinking I've got to have it together here yeah um I've got to I've got to be sort of the best person for the job here. Um, And actually it's just, if Jesus is releasing you into something, then it's him going, I know that by my grace and with my grace, you can do what I'm calling you to do. Like not because you're amazing, but because I will equip you. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And that is, that is really the point of so many of the stories through scripture, isn't there? Of People who can't do it, but, like Moses, he wasn't mm. a good orator, yeah. and that's who God sent. Because the point is not Moses being an amazing leader or not; it's God ha- having power and working through yeah. people's weakness. Or Gideon, like we talked yeah. about before, like being weak. But that's not the point. It doesn't matter. It doesn't. He's not looking for human strength. He's looking for like you know, who will go for me? Who who can I send? Yeah. And who can I display my glory in? Yeah. Um, and that's really encouraging, isn't it? So that takes a bit of pressure off as well. Talk about leading well. Like he hasn't chosen you because you are the best person for the, you know, it's not like you've presented your CV to God and he's been like, I've looked at the competition. You're the best person for the job. 
I can see you have all these qualities so I can leave you to it. You won't really need me. Yeah. This is just not how he operates. Exactly. Totally the opposite. And that takes the pressure off leaders as well, doesn't it? Of He's given you, he's entrusted you with responsibility. So it matters. And we want to be careful with what he's given us and serve and love who he's given us. But it's on him it's on and he knows it's on him and he's fine with that and he has grace for leaders and he he doesn't need our great strengths he needs our weakness yeah and and then and to say yes to him yeah I mean I, I was thinking that what he wants from us is faith and availability like us to go um yes god I'll do it and I trust that you can you can sort it all out. Um, yeah. I think that being a leader, like I feel God has taken me into loads of different positions of leadership and nearly all of them I felt ill-equipped for um, and sitting there thinking, this is a bad idea. Um, and the, I think the real challenge is to remain in him. I think we often start that off really well of like, God, I really need you here. And then yeah. as time goes on and we maybe feel like we get a bit better in our leadership role, then it, the the temptation is to cut out prayer times or to cut out times with Jesus or to move ahead of him, you yeah. know, or, or like to feel the yeah. pressure of I've got to bring vision here. I've got to do this. And, yeah. you know, and we can we can sort of leave or not leave space for the life source that is spending time with Jesus because yeah. we feel that pressure to that people are looking to me. I've got to, I've got to provide a way here. I've got to do this. I've got to do that. And, yeah. um, you know, and I think that God doesn't want us to go ahead of him. Like he is, he is absolutely leading us. And that's where it comes back to. We have to follow well in order to be a good leader, because if we are following him, it means we're behind him. It means he's in the lead yeah. And we are following him and going, okay, God, how do you want me to lead these people that you've entrusted to me? Like we can't, yeah. that all falls down if we've moved ahead of God. Um, yeah. And you see so many examples yeah. of that in the Old Testament, don't you? Of yeah. Where people have, Israel go and moan to the leader yeah. again and again and again. And you see examples of where then they take matters into their yeah. own hands and it goes horribly wrong. Or you also see examples of like Moses taking it to God and being like, they're moaning. Yeah. <laughs> These people yeah. are fed up. And, you, and you're like, actually, that's what we're sort of encouraged to replicate, yeah, isn't it? Absolutely. Like we're encouraged to that, that just remain in him, just present it to him, take it to him. And we don't have to come up. I'm saying this to myself. We don't have to come up with all the solutions ourselves. That's not what he has given us responsibility, but that's not what he's entrusting us for. Not that we can't come up with solutions ourselves, but yeah, he wants us to walk closely with him, doesn't he? But I think, so one of my other things, you might have this on your list as well, of um, a good leader knows themselves well. Yeah. And knows you know, understands where their strengths lie, where their weaknesses lie, where their um, confidence, what they're more confident in, what they're more likely to react more strongly to. That I think that just makes makes you 
a better leader the more yeah. you understand yourself and you're not reactive to situations or people um yeah but you can kind of just consider oh well actually if if I'm asked to do that that's going to be really out of my comfort zone so maybe I I might be a bit defensive or I might react quite strongly in that situation um or like oh if they ask me to do this then I've got a bit of wisdom from past experience here so that I can use that that might be helpful all those sorts of things you kind of understand yourself well you're more likely to lead well I think yeah definitely I mean I um a while back I did um so freedom in Christ do a course that's also called free to lead and so it's for mm. people who are in positions of leadership within the church or Christian communities and it's amazing like if you ever get a chance to do it people listening do it um but they mm. always say that you're doing flows from your being um so your being is about your identity so they spend quite a lot of time on this course right at the beginning talking about like who you are how you're made like how you respond to situations all that sort of thing and working out getting a really solid identity in Jesus from the beginning because leadership will absolutely threaten that (laughs) Yeah. Um, because you <laughs> yeah. whenever you're in leadership you will have people telling you that they could do it better you will have people criticizing you you will have people like not always treating you the way you should be treated you will have people saying you should be doing this or you should be doing that and if your identity yeah. even if your identity feels fairly solid it will come under a bit of shaking as a leader but if it's yeah. really not solid at all and you're evil like blown by the wind or you're not willing to confront situations or you just try to pacify everyone um that makes your leadership really hard so they do spend a lot of time doing that and I think that's really important because so often people just are flung into leadership positions and you're like I I sometimes come across people that you think I don't think you really know what you're about like I don't think your identity is solid um, and yet yeah. here they are trying to lead other people and you just think, oh, this is not, this is not a good idea. Um, which is why I guess, you know, like in the Bible, when David was being anointed as king and Samuel was going and looked at all the brothers and saw someone who on the outside looked really amazing. And yeah. God was like, no, like man looks yeah. at the outside and God looks at the heart and God chose yeah. David. And so... I think, you know, he knows where we're at um, and he chooses he chooses based on what he thinks is right. Um, but we often, as people, are overawed by gifting um, yeah. and flashy personalities and charisma and all of that stuff. Yeah. And God doesn't yeah. look at that. Like, he looks at really solid... Foundation and what what David was was a man after his own heart, a man who who I reckon when he was out tending to the sheep was worshiping God. Um, mm. He will have seen all of that, and I think that God looks mm. at character, and yeah. so I think there's something within that of like as leaders, also we have a real. Um, it's really important that we cultivate our character, yeah. that we don't just sit there and go, "Oh, I'm gifted in this or I'm gifted in that," because character character's got to be there and I think sometimes as leaders or you see people that start out and their gifting and their character are both sort of equal and then over time they put way more work into the gifting and the character Mm. sort of falls by the wayside and then that's when Mm. we have absolute disasters 
Yeah. Yeah, but then also thinking how, like, you can understand why people do that because I think, and this goes back to the following well, I think people are looking for, like, um, amazing-looking yeah. giftings, aren't they? I don't yeah. think when people are sort of thinking about you know what church should I be in or like where should I join like looking for someone whose life or person like character like you're saying they're like yeah I can trust that yeah um but that to me I'm like that is a much better yes measure yeah of (laughs) of the leadership here um yeah I don't I don't think we I don't think culturally we do that either I think we're looking for the type a personalities yeah. maybe who kind of gonna tell us where to go and make it look so pretty yeah four-point plan or something like that yeah <laughs> which is sort of what they did in the old testament wasn't it and god was like you don't want a king guys you really really don't yeah. want a king and they're like no yeah, no yeah. we want a king and, yeah. and god's yeah. like you really don't want a king this is not gonna <laughs> go well and they're like yeah yeah give us a person um you know and um and it well sort of Saul is a bit hit and miss David gets better Solomon's fine and then it all goes a bit to pot but um yeah but I think you're right we we don't want flashy celebrity Christians but we also do and we are constantly putting people on pedestals who fall off them inevitably because no one should be on that um yeah but I, I but I think that for me like I, I'm wanting to be someone that actually really has substance and and character of like I'm investing in that, and God can take care of the gifting. Like, I mean, He yeah. can take care of the character as well. But I think that I don't want to. I want to be giving out of the two. I'd rather just be like, okay, let's work on the character and then trust that God yeah. will bring the gifting if He's releasing yeah. me into something. Um, But what I want to see in people, a bit like you were saying, is I really want to see strong character of underpinning things. Because I think for me that leading well means raising other people up, Mm. like Mm. serving them, but looking after them, giving other people space to shine. You know, there are some people that I can think of that I'm like, when you lead, you don't raise other people up. Mm. or you or it's about you being in the limelight and it's not about Mm. giving space to other people whereas I think well Jesus didn't Mm. do that um our leadership must be and I'm hoping that mine is you feel a bit like vulnerable when you're saying this but leaving space for other people to have opportunities you know like releasing people into it like why don't you give that a try and not making it about you as you lead yeah um yeah definitely and I was thinking about um it is about applying wisdom to people too in that space, isn't it? And kind of, and helping that learning journey. And, and then I was just thinking how, but maybe this is just, you know, my own experience and and my own personality, but I don't think you want to give people space, but I don't think it's true that everybody learns their lessons from trial and error and experience. I think people, I think people really need, it's, it's like a loving parent, isn't it? They really need kind of that verbal affirmation and direction yeah, and nurturing. like some nurturing, somebody who's applying wisdom to their situation and to their life. Um, and I've got, I've got, I've got a verse. I like a little bit on that theme. Here it is. 
It's from Proverbs 11. Where there is no guidance, people fall. But in an abundance of counsellors, there, sa- there is safety. Um, and it's mm. that sort of like giving space, isn't it? It isn't just kind of like, okay, we'll go off and see what you can make of that. It's kind of like, okay, well, there's space here and I'm going to support you and help you and counsel you in this so that it flourishes and so that it grows and it's really successful and yeah I don't I don't know what I suppose it does depend a little bit on personality because I think sometimes you can get people who just say too much don't they and then it feels like there's no space for creatively trying something else but then I think you get people that don't want to say much because they maybe they feel like that is encroaching on someone else's space but that also leaves people a little bit in the lurch. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, so just often, thinking about it, good leadership is applying wisdom well, isn't it, to the different personalities around you? Yeah. <laughs> and I, I guess taking feedback as well, isn't it? Yeah. Um, but also being willing to to strike a course that you feel like God is sending you on and following it um, without yeah, fear yeah. of some people aren't going to like this. Um, because yeah. it, uh, like as a leader you are never going to please everyone and it sounds, yeah. it sounds so obvious but actually I'd forgotten that until I was reminded of it a while back and and I thought yeah okay you're not going to please everyone because as a leader you do have to at some point go this is where we're going and yeah. you will have some people go yeah I'm on board with that and you will have other people go I'm not but you're not going to be able to yeah. please everyone so you just have to go right God where are we going yeah. and he will bring along the people that it's right to come on that. Um, yeah. I don't think it's being wishy-washy. Um, I think yeah. Jesus was very, very clear of where he was going and he was inviting people along on the journey, but he was also not lowering the bar yeah. at all of what he was asking yeah. pe- asking of people. Yeah. Um, yeah, and he didn't stop moving according to people's responses yeah. to that, did they? Because at times he had thousands getting on board and liking what he was saying and then at other times they'd all left and there was just a little group yeah yeah (laughs) listening to and that I mean that must be that must have been so hard mustn't it think of like that in our context now if you one week you had thousands then the next week you've got a small group of disciples that's pretty um yeah well well, it shows disheartening potentially yeah he didn't seem disheartened yeah (laughs) Well, it would definitely show up how solid your identity was. Yeah, um, it really because would. Because if you, you know, <laughs> if it changed like that so drastically, then yeah. you'd, you'd have to be really solid. Because it, it's also not the case of if you're leading successfully, you have lots of followers. You know, mm. n- we tend to think in that way nowadays also because of social media and we talk about followers and stuff of someone who's leading well will have loads of followers and yet jesus at the point where he was arrested everyone deserted him he had no followers and so um and yet he was the greatest leader of all time so especially in that moment yeah especially in that moment (laughs) yeah so that's also helpful as a leader if you just think yeah "Yeah, there will be people that will go I'm not on board with what you're doing um and at some point that's got to be okay like you know leading well doesn't mean that you keep everyone happy 
Yeah. Like it's it's just impossible. Um, I think you hope that people will come on board with you and follow what you're doing. But if they don't, then you you wish them well and, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Send them on their way. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think as well, it's it's because I didn't think like, yeah, I do think like clarity of purpose is really important. But I also think it's just about sort of owning the responsibility of it as well, because I think you get quite a lot of that culturally of people who want who want the headlines yeah. and they want the kind of the followers and the glory but are they prepared to take responsibility yeah. for the good the bad the yeah. ugly of what and and I think they should I think that's yeah. good leadership absolutely like, even more than maybe having like the vision of where we're going it's saying I'm taking responsibility for where we're going now yeah um yeah you know even if that then doesn't go well, or even if it does go well, either way, I will take responsibility for this. Yeah. And yeah, you don't get a lot of that, do you? No, you definitely don't. Thinking of politics. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I also think that within like Christian leadership, and I've been thinking about this quite a bit lately, that you've re- also really got to be willing to not have a title because mm. if you've been in leadership for a while or you lead in lots of different areas, you could have lots of different titles. And I think you've got to be willing to lay those down. Like yeah. if God says that to you. And yeah. And I was thinking about that recently and actually really felt like I was like, do you know what? If all these titles were taken away from me in the leadership role, it just wouldn't bother me. I mean, it's not that I don't enjoy the leading in them, but it just it wouldn't phase my identity. Um, yeah. And I think that's... Uh, also a good question to keep asking if you are a leader of like would I lose something of my would I feel like I lost something of myself if I wasn't leading in this or leading this or you know because actually that it's just a it's just a helpful question to keep asking in terms of where your identity is at because sometimes I think that our identity can be about oh well I lead this or I lead that and what am I if I don't lead in those things yeah and actually fundamentally it doesn't matter no Um, yeah definitely I think that's I think that's a really good point because I think what you do see happening especially in church life is that over a long period of time certainly anyway people's capacity doesn't stay the same yeah it is affected by life changes children different relationships maybe ill parents maybe changes in jobs and responsibilities in jobs and And all sorts of different things, people's capacity changes. And what I think is really interesting is when that capacity reduces and someone has to step back from something, how how do they cope with that? And it's heartbreaking when they suddenly don't feel like they have a place. Yeah amongst your church family or whatever and they and they feel well if I'm not doing that I don't know yeah what I'm doing here and that's just heartbreaking for everybody isn't it and so yeah like you say so we're not defined by the roles that we have at any one particular time because those roles will change over time well and should um, change you should be able yeah. to lay them down or you know like God I definitely think there's been times where I've looked at people and thought, I'm I'm reckoning that you maybe should have laid this down. Um, mm. But actually, if people are clinging on to it, then it it mm. often says a lot, doesn't it? Of like, I feel like I've got to do this because otherwise, what what am I bringing or what influence do I have? 
And then you're yeah. just like, no, at that point, you absolutely need to lay it down. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Easier said than done because sometimes it's just hard because you really love doing what you're yeah. doing. but And it's a hard realisation that you haven't got capacity for it at the moment, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I do, yeah. I do also think that just as another thing of leading well, I think is that I feel strongly about is dealing well with conflict. Because, yeah, you know, yeah. you can get really good leaders but when difficult situations arise they have absolutely no idea how to deal with conflict or they shy away from it or they try to appease everyone um I remember being in a job and the manager was generally good but he whenever there was any problem amongst the staff team he abs he absented himself every time and it was an absolute nightmare because it meant yeah. that nothing ever got sorted out. And that yeah. um and I, I mean I ended up leaving the job in the end, mainly because of that, because uh, he just couldn't he wouldn't handle situations properly. He just sort of left it to everyone. I was like, oh, can everyone just get along, sort of thing? And you're like, yeah. yeah, you can try that, but at some point sometimes you actually need a manager to come in and say, We need to sort this out. Um yeah. and and I think you also get that in Christian circles sometimes of um, not knowing how to handle conflict. How do we do this? People either run head first into it and it yeah. is really difficult or they shy away from it. And that's also similarly difficult. Um, yeah. So having someone who and, and I've known a few leaders like this where actually you you really feel like they step up when there's a problem. And yeah. that's, you know, you really see great character come through when they can bring people together and hold people together. Um, yeah. I, I think that's such an important skill to have. Yeah. And that's that's um, fine tuned in difficulty, isn't it? And even when you were talking about character, I was just thinking again, like that's fine tuned in character, isn't it? That a lot of these things that are really healthy Oh, sort of learn and grown through real trial yeah. and hardship, aren't they? And how I'm just thinking again, I know we've done other podcasts that touch on that, but just how important that is to kind of let hardship do its work, let trial do its work yeah. so that you grow in in character. Yeah. Oh, it is really hard, isn't it? it? Yeah, it is hard, but it is just it is just life, isn't it? Yeah. And if you want to grow as a leader, you kind of can't shy away from challenging difficult situations because they're probably the ones that are going to grow you and develop you for future exploits too aren't they yeah but I also think that sometimes you don't want to be a leader I mean I've definitely (laughs) sat there and been like oh god that I I don't want to lead this um and I I think there's often the misconception of someone who leads, particularly if they leave from the front, that they've put themselves there, that they've sorted it out, mm. that they've gone, oh, yeah, I want to do that. And, mm. I mean, I'm someone that um, often does leave from the front, and and that is not the case for me. Like, I mm. don't particularly want to do it. Um, mm. I God has made me a particular way where I can do it, but I'm definitely not... Um, the sort of person is like, oh, me, me, I want it to be about me. I want to be at the front. I want it, you know, I don't, I really don't like that at all. And so I think there's lots of times where I sit there and think, oh God, I do I really have to lead this? <laughs> I really don't <laughs> want to lead this. 
Um, there was a situation a while back where John and I were asked to lead a home group. Uh, this was about five years ago. We are now leading a home group. But um, <laughs> honestly, we said no so many times. And it was mainly me just being like, God, I really <laughs> can someone else. <laughs> I, I basically did what Moses did and was like, someone else can do this. <laughs> someone else will be better at this. This is not a good idea. I don't think we should do this. And, and I mean, actually, it has been really great. And I've really enjoyed doing it. There are times where it's been hard doing it, but I think that's the case for any leadership. But um, yeah, I think it's just to say as well that, you know, we're we're all flawed and we're all trying to do our best. And I think, you know, it's we can often expect a lot from leaders and we should in some respects. Mm. But I also think we sometimes expect too much. Um, yeah. And we expect leaders not to be flawed um yeah or to get it right all the time and I think that when leaders get it wrong is when they listen to that and then believe that they've got to not get it right and then somehow they're held to a well they we should be held to a higher standard but as in they can't ever then be vulnerable or honest about their own failings and that is when it goes wrong um yeah and things get hidden and become secret don't they because people can't admit or say yeah I'm struggling in this area because you should, you know, like you've just said, you, people expect just leaders shouldn't be struggling with this mm. or shouldn't be doing this. But we are all human at the end of the day. I do. I do agree. I think people really forget. And I can forget that, like, pe- we're all just human. Yeah. We are all just human. And you expect different things, don't you? But yeah, that is a hard one, though, because I think you should expect yes i was reading yeah i was reading um this one's quite strong it's in james yeah i was about to say are you gonna just read (laughs) read me james again (laughs) yeah not many of you should become teachers my fellow believers because you know that we who teach will be judged more strictly Mm. um and i think particularly when it comes to teaching and preaching you are explaining and saying to people what the word of god is saying that that should be mm. that does matter that is quite a big one well and people it? that lead uh, churches as well should be held yeah to, I yeah yeah definitely so yeah, it's a funny mix that isn't it we're all human but yeah i think this should be held to a different standard not standard judged more strictly that's what it says isn't it yeah <laughs> yeah that's but i guess also we're called to pray for our leaders aren't we and yeah. how often do we do that i mean i've been trying yeah. to do it more but, um, you know, praying for those that, you know, lead over us if we're in churches um, is really, really important because man, I look at people that lead churches and I think, how the flip do they do that? I couldn't do yeah. that, you know, and yeah. um, I definitely couldn't do it as well as um, some of the people in our church lead. Um, and so I, you know, I think we must we must be praying for our leaders because as I'm sure some people who will be listening to this podcast have experienced when leadership of churches goes wrong, it is catastrophic. Like it's damaging. Yeah. It's yeah. that heart rending. It's really, really difficult um, and can really affect people's faith. So, yeah. you know, I, I've been thinking a bit about like, how much do I actually pray for my leaders? How much is it a part of my prayer routine to pray for those that lead over me? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I don't know that I've got much more to say about leading. Have you, Joy? No. Have you got anything else written down in your notes? No, I'm done. 
Um, yeah, I'm done. I don't think we need to do this this third time, do you? <laughs> oh, my word, let's hope not. <laughs> Only we will know, won't we? <laughs> no one else will know. <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah, that seems like a good place to end. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and if you're leading... We wish you well. Yeah, we wish you well. (laughs) The grace of God is a wonderful thing. (laughs) Amen. Amen. All right. Take care, everyone. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. If you have any questions or suggestions for topics, please email questions at thenotsoperfectchristianlife.com.